On today's Into Your Head number 658 for Saturday, Fallen Tree Medicine, Adopting Lost Keys, Why It's Rude to Say Restroom, Getting the Most Out of Our Post-It, How to Know There's as More to Life Than Knowing Everything, The Two Ronnies vs Schrodinger's Cat, People Who Change Their Names, Reinventing the Virtual Window, How an Orange Drink Could Wipe Out the Oceans, Transparency vs Invisibility, and lots more. Into your head lot to get on with today, items that need to be attended to, issues that need to be addressed, topics. Oh, topics. You've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the scenes with topics. We've got topics coming out of, uh, topics coming out of this, uh, this small pad of post-its. Uh, there's nothing written on them yet, but we'll soon enough solve that. Uh, let's see, let's write some topics on the post-its. Uh, might as well. If I'm going to call this an office, I may as well use it like an office. Uh, offices the world over, write things on post-its all day, every day. I haven't written a post-it in quite some time. Uh, I use the computer. I'm a modern professional and I use the computer for things. Well, I rarely write anything at all these days. Uh, the only exception I'll make is if I'm putting something in the freezer. Because you can't, oh, you can't be typing stuff in a freezer. So if you want to label something in the freezer you put her on the poster anyway uh, what will we write uh, we'll write uh, keys uh, topic number one keys uh, topic number two uh, bears uh, topic number three uh, topics that's three to be getting on with that should be more than enough that should be more than enough here we'll put away the rest of the notepads and not waste them if there's one thing I can't stand it's unnecessary waste of paper and frankly that's what this is uh, but nonetheless no I've kept it at a minimum uh, so let's see keys bears and topics uh, well uh, I remember I remember a time uh, quite recently in fact when I lost a set of keys I lost a set of keys I believe it was in a supermarket car park. Although if I knew exactly where it was that I'd lost them, uh, then they wouldn't be lost anymore, would they? Well, maybe not. They'd be unlost but stolen by some busybody who probably picked them up and said, Oh, well, uh, I'm going to take these and have them recut so they fit my house and my car. A fucking cunt. Uh, that's what you can do that with Stowetsky. If you lost, if, if you find someone's keys in the street and they're slightly bigger than your keys can you have them recut and adapted to become your keys there's a question for you you probably can uh bears is next uh, bears is the next topic on the list uh well I remember a time uh, back uh, back several months ago uh, when I spoke about oh in fact yes I did a I did a thing once called uh, BearNakedBears.com I can't remember what I put on it but I certainly brought the, the domain BearNakedBears.com uh, don't go on it anymore so don't go there uh, suffice to say I think I was using it for my uh, webcomic at the time called Matchstick Bears my short lived spin off of Matchstick cats. Uh, so there's beers for you. And the third topic we've written down here is topics. Uh, 
topic. Oh, we plenty of topics. We plenty of topics here. No shortage of topics, I can tell you. Topics. Oh, topics, as they say. We've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the seams with topics. You've got topics coming out of uh, topics coming out of this used uh, ear cleaner stick. Uh, I've used it at both ends. I'm going to wrap her up in the post-it now, now to make it less disgusting because uh, I don't have a bin bag here at the moment. Uh, so I'm going to fold my used ear cleanser uh, in the uh, oh into the post-it notes so uh, you can't say I haven't wasted the post you can't say I have wasted the post-it note then because I've used it both for writing notes on uh, and as a container a sanitary container uh, well slightly less disgusting container I'd rather put in there than in a see-through transparent bag and all purpose of a transparent bag it's a proper transparent bag if one existed which it didn't uh, would enable you to see out the other uh, through the bag and out the other side without seeing the contents. I would need to be a. Uh, I would basically need to have a system of mirrors. It would be a uh, like a window, except you wouldn't be able to see what's between the two window panes. Uh, so you'd have to have a series of mirrors. Uh, that's what a proper uh, transparent bag would be. Uh, you people who think you're manufacturing transparent bags, you're not. You're transparent. You're making bags that are just like uh, they're pretty much just a, a box that you look into you can see stuff into and if you're inside it you can probably see out of it too i don't know uh so there you go and none of your crop with your transparent uh, people they say a lot of crap about transparency i can tell you they'll say oh this process is completely transparent. If a process is transparent, uh, that means it's invisible. You look at it and you see right through it. It's written in invisible ink and you see right through it. It's on invisible paper too. So you just see right through to the other side. Although I know it's a metaphor when they say it's transparent. Uh, but if the metaphor meant what it should mean, it would mean uh, you can't see the process at all. So it's a secret. Uh, so there you go. Uh, anyway, hello, and welcome to the show. Now, uh, it's funny you should mention transparency, because uh, I'm looking here at my... Oh, I'm looking here at my window, uh, my Microsoft window that's up on the screen at the moment. And I recently reset my computer back to factory settings. And apparently in factory settings, uh, the bar is a window. The window frame itself is see-through. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. A window frame is not see-through. Uh, well, no, no, they've decided. Uh, the edge around the window will be uh, semi-transparent. Uh, the window itself, of course, completely uh, might as well be a curtain. Might as well just be a wall uh, with a frame made of glass. It's basically it's a window with a frame made of glass. It's semi-transparent. And then where the where you'd normally be able to see through, it's a bit of a wall. Uh, it's basically, uh, I suppose, uh, an empty rectangle angular glass. I suppose maybe it's not meant to be based on anything architectural, uh, but still, I know you're getting further and further away from the Windows analogy, Microsoft. I think you should know. Uh, Christ only knows what Windows 8 will have. I believe it's a thing that you have to touch. And instead of having handles on the windows, you have to touch it with your hand. Your filthy hands have to go up on the window. Every fucking document you get now is going to have people's filthy hands on. That's bad. I remember I used to work in an office and occasionally you'd get documents in with horse 
you on them. Uh, now they're going to be able to do that through the computer. They'll have their touchscreen, uh, iPodular telephones out in the fields, and they'll be making notes, writing down how many cows have AIDS or how many cows don't have AIDS, and they'll send it in to whoever's doing my old job there in the Department of Agriculture, and that poor bastard will have to look at that. I know it's not real. Uh, it's not real shit. It'll be a screenshot, presumably. You have to keep a record of everything in those places, in those clerical places. Oh, everything has to be recorded. You record things like there's no tomorrow. Uh, you come in, the first thing you do when you come in, you put a card in the thing in the wall to say, I'm here. I came in at this time. And then you go and sit down. And then you switch on your computer and you log on. It says, uh, who are you? And give me a password. Uh, passwords that you'll have chosen in the past. And if you can't think of that, uh, then that suggests to me uh, this computer system that you may not be who you claim to be. So you better ring up the oh, ring up the uh, computer department and claim to be who you're supposed to be. Uh, and then they'll say, oh, you're who you're supposed to be. Fair enough. I'll unlock you now. You can enter a new password which you pick on your own. Uh, don't change your name though, because then we start getting suspicious. Then we need all paper trail uh, demonstrating why you suddenly needed a different name uh, no no people frown on people changing their names it's a bit like people with beards uh, people have a strange attitude to people with beards uh, they think oh that's a bit dodgy he's got a beard he's covered his face in hair you can't even see it Christ only knows what's underneath it uh, well they feel the same way about people who change their name for no reason or for no apart from we assume no reason Reason. Uh, but no, no, it's fi perfectly fine. Uh, just because you were given the name at birth that your parents uh, went to the trouble of giving it to you, your parents who raised you, that's no reason why you should be forced to keep it. Uh, just because it helps the world know who you are. Uh, no, no, it'd be a... Uh, anyway, suffice to say, that's a, where was I? Uh, I was somewhere. I can't remember where I was. Anyway, hello. Now, uh... I'm trying to get out of the habit of starting every segment by saying two cats walk into a bar or two dogs walk into a bar or some variation thereof because uh, it's getting a bit too much lately I'm finding you can have too much of a good thing uh, so we won't be doing that at all in this episode if I can help it and uh, no more of this uh, well for now anyway take a break from it a break is as good as a rest as they say they, oh, they say change is as good as a rest uh, if it's as good as it they don't me say it's exactly the same because a change isn't the same as a rest a change could be changing from oh changing from uh, uh, blue trousers uh, into uh, transparent red trousers uh, now it would have to be slightly tinted so it wouldn't be 100% can you have a transparent item of clothing that's completely transparent but has a colour I don't think so no uh, it would have to be uh, slightly opaque uh, for the colour to be visible uh, I suppose or maybe I don't know who am I to say I'm not a frigging tailor although I am forced at gunpoint quite uh, often to watch America's next top model aeroplane uh, as well as that other thing ah that other thing uh, Project Runway and Project Catwalk uh, Runway is the American one Catwalk is the UK one they have different names for these things and uh, 
and America apparently they're, con- they're considered places uh, where you launch aeroplanes or models or clothes wear so they call it a runway uh, over here it's considered to be uh, the equivalent of a cat walking along a wall that's the different way we look at fashion over here uh, over here uh, if you put your new selection of designer clothes uh, on display uh, you basically uh, pay a cat to walk along a wall wearing them uh, in America uh, you pay a, oh you pay an aeroplane to go along a runway and launch them and jump off the edge I don't know that's a different way of looking things you say tomato I say tomato uh, you say potato uh, I say tomato too and then we realise I'm talking about tomatoes and you're talking about potatoes and we're not we're at cross purposes uh, sometimes we use different words because we're talking about different things and not everything needs to be translated if I say for example I'll say I think I'm going to take a crop now and you say I think you mean uh, I'm going to go uh, spend some time in the restroom I'll say no I don't mean that I mean I'm going to go and take a crop now and I said exactly what I meant if I wanted to say I'm going to go spend some time in the restroom I'd have said that uh, now and you're thinking oh us foreigners we call it a restroom because it's more polite it's polite to say you're taking a rest uh, well, I'll tell you if someone got up in the middle of the meal with me and said I need to go and take a rest uh, I'd be extremely offended I'd say what am I boring you am I tiring you out with all my yapping uh, well, why don't you go and just take a shit instead uh, no no you can hold off a rest it's like uh, you, might, you wouldn't yawn into someone's face while they're speaking you'd cover your mouth so no you wouldn't uh, go saying you're going to go to a restroom is a lot lot worse so stop doing it foreigners anyway on with the show into your head this is a public service announcement as i'm a member of the public i'm a member of the public and i make this program i put it out twice a week like clockwork uh for about half an hour i put a hell of a lot of work into it i can tell you this is like uh, this is no ordinary program where you just sit on the toilet and scratch yourself and don't even record it uh, no no uh, this is a proper podcast uh, that you can rely on. Anyway, if you enjoy this show and you want to support the podcast, Dual Arts, uh, the best way to do it is to go to IntoYourHead.com Use any of my uh, affiliate shops down the left. There's Amazon, there's a new shoe place that does free shipping. There's a place where you can get prescription glasses shipped anywhere in the world. Uh, There's pet stuff. Ah, There's all sorts of other stuff and more coming soon. Or else you can just leave a tip in the tip jar. Uh, if you like this stuff, uh, put your money where your mouth is and then remove it before it gets wet and uh, put it in your bank account and then go and make a PayPal transaction uh, to either one of my affiliates or to my tip jar. And thank you very much for supporting the podcast, Dual Arts. If you would like to comment on any of the issues raised in this program, email studio at enteryourhead.com. Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Match the cats. Match the cats. Match the cats. Match the cats and stuff. Are you a cat? Or do you know somebody who might be? Then tell yourself about Matchstick Cats. Neil's webcomic. Brand new episodes at IntoYourHead.com. Into 
once upon a time uh, there was a oh there was a Stephen King there was a not the same Stephen King who writes the books and uh, oh no a completely different Stephen King a much younger Stephen King than the Stephen King who he has become to be today uh, in fact he wasn't even called Stephen King then well he was by people who knew him uh, but not very many people knew him then you know not very many people knew him at all although that doesn't mean just because no one knows you that doesn't mean you are who you are I'm still me uh, regardless of whether you know me or not uh, that's the way how the universe works it's like uh, oh it's like they say if a tree falls in the forest and its name is Stephen King does it really happen if nobody knows him uh, well it does it does really happen and how do we know this uh, well science says so uh, science says so if you if you were to take an hour of your day out now to visit a science library and look up uh, the peer-reviewed articles and studies in the various scientific journals i'm sure you would find that that's the case uh we just assume that that's the case though now because you can't be looking things up every five minutes i don't even keep a dictionary in my uh shirt pocket anymore because you can't be looking up things every five minutes sometimes you just have to have a bit of confidence and assume that what you know or your variation of what you know is close enough or at least close enough to the real uh, fact uh, to not cause anyone to die if you use it. Of course, when it gets down to brain surgery, that's when you can't be just relying on your, your memories. You have to get out the book then and say, what do I do now? And you put in the book. You look up the book and you say, oh, there's blood coming out of his ear. And I'm not even operating on him. He's just standing here. Uh, I'm a member of the public at the moment. I'm not even the doctor. And I see a fellow with uh, blood coming out of his ear and I'm an off-duty brain surgeon what do I do? Well the first thing you do is look up a book of law and see what the legal situation will be there if you interfere and then when you're satisfied yourself regarding that then you look up your medical book and look up a person bleeding out of his ear and it'll probably say something and you use all your doctory knowledge and apply that somehow and then you'll go up to the man and say hello if you don't mind me saying so your ear is bleeding and the man will say is the ear bleeding or is it not bleeding because if I don't know about it then it's not bleeding and you'll say but you know about it now and the man will say oh, but I didn't know about it a minute ago it was like the forest that falls in the woods and no one's there to see it I didn't know about it so I wasn't bleeding until you pointed out to me so you've just caused me to bleed I'm going to sue you now uh, hopefully you'll have uh, looked up that uh, possibility in your legal book first so you won't be surprised at what he says so you'll have an answer for him that's why you have to look things up sometimes uh, but no for the rest of us who aren't brain surgeons and who aren't bleeding in the street uh, no it's enough to just go around uh, just go around with the stuff in your head and update it every now and then by watching a TV program or reading a book anyway on with the show now uh, uh it's funny you should mention Stephen King 
Uh, as I just did. As I just did. I'm talking to myself there, obviously, when they say it's funny you should mention Stephen King. This is a one-man show, and in a monologue, the only person you can talk to is yourself. Uh, it's not a sign of madness. It's just how a monologue works. You have conversations with yourself uh, that other people listen in on. It's not right, me. It certainly is me. Uh, it's like the two Ronnies, uh, except there's only one, uh, which is the case now. Uh, the two Ronnies, in case you're wondering, uh, for foreigners, uh, were a British comedy duo, uh, both of whom had the first name Ronnie, uh, but one of them is dead now. So there's only one Ronnie now, uh, and he carries on being Ronnie on his own, and the other Ronnie carries on being uh, Ronnie dead, uh, except in reruns on UK Gold. Uh, it's a bit like the Schrodinger's cat theory. Uh, for those who don't know, the Schrodinger's cat theory, uh, I named, I have a cat named after it, incidentally called Schrodi. Uh, but no, the Schrodinger's cat theory, there was some sort of a, oh, or some sort of thought experiment where you could have a cat in a box, alive and dead at the same time, something to do with physics. I don't know the exact details, because I'm not a fucking physicist. Uh, I am, I do know a lot about cats, but that doesn't mean I know about physics. I know about, I know about cats and I know about podcasts but that doesn't mean if you put a podcast into an atomic bomb I'd know everything about an atomic bomb no no same same with cats if you put a cat in a space shuttle it doesn't mean I'd know how to operate the space shuttle it just mean I, means I'd know a bit about the cat I probably even wouldn't know how to manage a cat in space because uh, I don't know much about, enough about space travel you can't know everything you know there's more to life than knowing everything as far as I know I know that much. There's more to life than knowing everything. Uh, of course, you won't know uh, what's more what's more than knowing everything until you know everything. That's the paradox. If you if you go around claiming as I just did that there's more to life than knowing everything, uh, then you need to prove it by knowing everything first and then going beyond that. That's like saying uh, it's like if you claim that you can go beyond infinity. Well, you have to get to infinity first before you can go beyond. Uh, so I suppose I just shot my own theory in the face there. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Well, at least I tried. I did a bit of a thought experiment of my own, uh, just like the Schrodinger's cat fella did. Or Schrodinger, I believe was his name, and his cat was called Schrodinger's cat. And our cat, who's named after him, is called Schrodi, or Schrodinger for full. Uh, so really, he's a cat named after a cat owner, which is a bit silly when you think about it, but I don't know what Schrodinger Schrodinger's cat's name was, and I probably could have looked up at the time, but I thought, Schrody, that's, that's one of my better cat. I've come up with many cat names. Uh, my fi- my Schrody is among one of my uh, ones that I'm proudest of, uh, but Kofi, after Kofi and Anne, I'm quite proud of that one too. And our latest cat, uh, who's been found in the car park recently and may end up staying with us permanently if his owner doesn't claim him soon, uh, is called Sushi. I came up with that one too. It's not one of my finest, uh, but it still fits in. It fits in with her. Uh, we have a cat standard naming system here where they all have to end in an E sound and sushi fits quite well. Anyway, on with the show. The Into Your Head podcast will be right back after this. <coughs> We're back with the Into Your Head podcast. I present to you a piece of journalistic work by the me of the past entitled the me of the past discusses seagulls and haley's comet 
I've been doing a lot of thinking recently about this whole business of the moon's gravity causing the tides in the sea here on Earth. Yesterday, here in the year 2004, where I've just moved into my first bachelor pad and I've yet to own my first cat, I was looking out of the window of my basement flat and I noticed that the moon was lying directly over the sea and in fact I could see its reflection on the water. Now as you know, the moon is made of cheese and it was a very hot night so obviously the cheese was melting and some of it was dropping into the water and being lapped up by the fishes and the seagulls. Fishes love cheese. Seagulls aren't particularly partial to it. They can take it or leave it. They much prefer marmalade, but since Halley's Comet only comes round every 70 years or so, they can only dream. What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, the point is, what would happen if the moon were to melt so much that it became unstable and fell into the sea? Presumably the sea would go all yellow and gooey and the poor little fishes, fishes would get stuck and have to hitch a ride on the back of a passing seahorse who can gallop across the cheese that has more solid parts. I think I might have been on drugs when I wrote this, although I don't remember ever being a drug user. Uh, and that's all fine, of course. I mean, I'm not trying to find problems where there aren't any, but let's suppose that tomorrow morning the man in the moon were to resign and take up a new, better paid position at the sun. What then? Well, what we've got then, according to the me of the past, who apparently wasn't on drugs, although it doesn't sound like it, what we've got there is boiling water orange juice. And that, as we all know, is a recipe for orange aid. Now again, there's nothing to worry about. It's only going to be a problem if somebody suddenly takes the top off the bottle and it sprays all over the place, and nobody's going to be stupid enough to do that. Let me take this scenario forward a few more steps. Supposing the fishes start to become addicted to cheese and or orangeade, and let's suppose that the seagulls start a black market in orangeade. Now, we all know the dangers of purchasing drugs that have not been sanctioned by a responsible authority. The product is likely to be impure or contaminated. In this case, the most likely problem is that the sea orangeade barons will have cut corners by not removing the salt water from the beverage, which means all of the fishes are just going to become thirstier and thirstier and thirstier until they drink the whole sea, and that will be the end of that. And it's all because of greed. People really need to decide what's important in life. Do we want to continue to have a large expanse of water covering much of the earth or do we all want to become gazillionaires by disguising ourselves as seagulls and selling orangeade cheese on the black market? Well I think we can have both. I say we put the cheese in the Atlantic, the orange in the Irish Sea and leave the rest as it is. It's called compromise and with a bit of effort and common sense on the part of all of us we can make this world a better place in which to live. I'm beginning to think I wasn't on drugs after all this is starting to make sense it goes on to say for a transcript of today's essay scroll up and read it again but this time while humming the theme tune from the brady bunch but don't sing it hum it leave the singing to the people who know what they want to say and know how to put it into song and don't come telling me you've written your own words and they feel special to you and you want to perform your 
home version as practiced for your forthcoming series of concerts entitled title situation comedy theme tunes from the 20th century because that's been done before and it didn't work somebody forgot to tune in the third viola and halfway through who's the boss disaster struck but let's not open up old wounds uh, whatever that I, don't, I think I was doing okay uh, except for the first paragraph and the last paragraph on which I sounded like I was on drug, drugs but I'm pretty sure I wasn't I just hadn't met my wife or got a cat yet anyway uh, there's an essay by the me of the past let's mark that used so I never have to read it again here uh, used on podcast uh, February 2012 here we go uh, that's that. That's that done and dusted. Uh, there's nothing like getting things done. Getting things done. Uh, the only thing better than getting things done is to have got them done already. And that's been done already. In fact, nearly the whole show has been done already. Uh, I'm pleased to say uh, we're approaching the end of the show. Appro- well, approaching. Let's not get bogged down in uh, theories of travelling through time or a bit of time being a thing that you travel through. Uh, no, no. Suffice to say, the end of the show is approaching, or we're approaching it, or it's going to be the end of the show soon, or the end of the show is going to be on us soon. Whatever way it works, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the end of the show is going to fall on our heads soon. Has he ever thought about it that way? No, no. Because you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, don't think outside the box. You think of everything like as being travelling along a road. Uh, there's the road that's time, and the end of the show is up there and either you're standing there and the end of the show is a car coming towards you or you're in a car and you're approaching the end of the road which is the end of the show that's the only way that people look at time they never think of time as being a big box falling out of the sky uh, like on a roadrunner cartoon when the coyote gets a big acme, acme steel iron thing dropped on his head it could be like that the end of the show could be approaching from overhead in which case uh, I need to check my buildings insurance is up to date. I think it is. And if it falls on my head here, I can tell you oh, it won't be so bad because I'm on the edge of the house here where it's the sloped, the lower part of the roof. So the main uh, part of the house won't be affected. It would be. If anything's going to fall on my head here, this will be the part of the house I think I'd want it to fall on. Although maybe I'd prefer the kitchen, uh, which is a sticky out bit, a one story six sticky outfit at the back of the house that fell on that uh, then the rest of the house will be fine otherwise again I'm not an architect uh, so who am I to say who am I to say uh, maybe we won't uh, maybe it's all the metaphor in fact now that I think about it it is because that's what we were talking about so we were talking about uh, whether time is something that drops on your head I don't think we meant physically no we didn't we meant because uh, time is not a physical thing it's a uh, well maybe it is I don't know I'm pretty sure it's not going to drop on my head right now it hasn't before because uh, how would that work then would time be continually dropping on your head would there every minute of the day would something drop on your head uh, no no it would have to be continually falling and you'd have, you'd have to be falling with us through space through space and time I don't know that's uh, certainly something to 
think about something to wrap your mind about as you sit there, uh, presumably listening to this in bed or in your car, as you fall asleep in your car or in bed, uh, wherever you are, wherever you people, where do you people listen to this? You probably listen to out in the field somewhere, walking your dog, uh, or out in your back garden, playing with your cat, or out in your toilet, uh, oh, washing your hands after having a piss. I hope you wash your hands. If you don't wash your hands while you're listening to this, uh, please have the decency not to have a piss while you're listening to this. It's one or both. You can wash your hands and, and, ah, bollocks. You can piss while you're listening to this, but you have to also wash your hands. No just pissing. Uh, unless the show happens to end just at the moment when you flush, and then you wash your hands, I suppose. I suppose that's acceptable. Uh, although, who am I to tell you to wash your hands? You're a grown adult. It's not for me to go around lecturing you about when to have hygiene. I just think it would be a good idea not to spread diseases to everyone around you, for Christ's sake. And if you're going to do that, don't do it while you're in my audience. And fucking hell, I don't want to be as bad enough. We have AIDS and disease and dehydration and uh, oh, people getting all sorts of diseases all over the world. Uh, we've got horse meat in the in the burgers now over here. Uh, we've got oh, I don't know what else we have. Yeah everything you can't go out you can't go outside your door now without someone sneezing on you and you get ah you get leprosy or something and then it comes on the news about whatever the latest disease is uh, basically we're all going to die we're all going to die uh, death is coming at us out of the sky it's going to fall on your head one of these days death is death that's death is probably uh, more like that than uh, time is death probably falls from the sky and falls on your head at least in some cases or in other cases it approaches you from underneath which is probably more painful if death comes at you out of the ground maybe in some sort of a spike or something I don't know anyway suffice to say good morning sit Bowsy sit good time